Welcome to Coach SG and Friends, where we discuss topics that help you have a better relationship with yourself and others. I am Coach SG, otherwise known as your joyful friend. I'm a relationship coach and life mentor, an entrepreneur and speaker. I'm based out of Los Angeles, but originally from Brooklyn, New York. I love great music, deep conversations, and inspiring people to live their best emotional lives and create their most amazing love story. Let me introduce you to my two friends, Janessa Rose and Lisa Miranda. Janessa is the CEO of Motivational Monsters, a nonprofit that helps people activate mental health and emotional well-being through creative arts. She is the author of How to Stop Being an Effing Bum. Bum stands for Broken Urban Mentality. She's been dubbed the Tony Robbins slash Cardi B of motivational speakers, and she calls herself the Galactic Goddess. Lisa Miranda is an actor and creative director. She's also dabbling in producing. She is based in Miami, New York, and Paris. She is a world traveler who speaks several languages, who loves life, good people, and good conversation. So we want to welcome you to our podcast. Let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back. Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited to be back and have another conversation about, um, you know, whatever we could do to help people uh, remove roadblocks in their relationships and in their lives. So um, this week's episode, we're going to talk about how to find your ideal mate. <laughs> I did a, I did a workshop on this last week and, um, you know, I felt like people got a lot of value out of it. So I thought it would be great if we, you know, everybody gives their point, uh, point of view about this topic. So, um, whoever wants to start, how do you find your ideal mate? <laughs> it's by being your ideal self. Mm, you know, like if there's, I think once you get on the path of, of being if really excited and committed to living your best life, the right people, you start, you start, you know, meeting them, um, you know, events start happening. Like you just, you just free yourself up from a lot of, um, a lot of the old stuff and you become open and available for the stuff that you really, really want. Mm -hmm. I put on a strange face immediately because I think um, I've experienced uh, difficulty in, in finding an ideal mate. And, and the reason why is because you do have to know yourself. I think it's also about being really clear about what you want. I think, um, you know, if there's somebody, there's a particular type of person that I want, um, I need to be really clear about it so I understand when they show up. If I'm not clear about it, I'm just taking what comes <laughs> instead of going for what I want. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Comes um, sometimes seems ideal at first, you know, because we always put our advocates out first. It's like <laughs> I meet my my advocate for the ideal Janessa, and the the other person is also introducing their advocate for their ideal self, and then little by little, you know, then it goes into who we really are, and then it's like a little bit more difficult. Like, oh, I don't know if this is uh, aligned with what I want, you know? Yeah. You gotta know. Well, I, I know other people call it their representatives. Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Lisa? Oh, I was gonna say also taking the pressure off of every anyone or everyone being your soulmate, everyone that you meet. I think there's if you're just going with like a free spirit, and I'm, I don't mean free spirit in terms of what you do, 
but in terms of what you expect to be open and, and, and what happens happens because I know when I put huge expectations on people, especially right away, there's been massive disappointment because I didn't give give that situation enough time to see what it was about. I already designed this whole life and it didn't, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I got some tricks for that later on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so I think it's about getting clear, you know, making sure you're not, you don't have your, what did you call it, Janessa? Your advocate. Your advocate or your representative show up, but it's your, your authentic self, like uh, Lisa was saying as well. So uh, what else do you think it is uh, that you need to do to find your ideal thing? Oh, I have a big one. Stop talking and living in your last relationships, your exes and exes. I have been out so many times by myself where I will see couples talking about two very awkward things. Their exes, like the other person's like not comfortable and like pain and, and, and like bad, you know, bad stuff going on in their lives that people don't, you know what I'm saying? People are just kind of like, hold on, you know, leave those things for, for the appropriate time. And you know, you'll know when the appropriate time is, but in the beginning, like let it blossom. Like don't, you know, don't put, don't bring all of that expectation that this person's going to do you wrong. Like the last person, or you better not do this. Or you remind me of that. It's too much. And it's, it's like, it's not fun. You don't even understand how huge that is. Oh, well you yeah. do. As you said it, that is, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we don't release, we don't release, um, those things prior to getting into new connections. And then subconsciously, I believe we expect the other person, like we, we kind of correlate that with connecting. Like, well, if you're mm. going to be a partner, you're going to be somebody with me. You need to be able to hold this. You know what I mean? Um, when I'm going through these times and not to say that they, they can't, you know, you would want them to have that quality, but it's not at the beginning for sure. It, it it does have an appropriate time for it. And I feel like that's when you, you've committed. To me, that's what commitment is. Like, there's going to be ugly too. And so I'm committed to being and holding space at that time. But like Lisa said, man, like on dates and at the beginning and then, and, you know, like growing, you got to let it blossom. That's the beautiful part. And it's yeah. like, you ever, you ever get flowers, uh, roses, and they're like almost open. And then sometimes they don't blossom fully and they wound up just wilting and they're still budded they're not really blossom it's it's like a it's a disappointment a great metaphor thank yeah. you thank you that's yeah. that rap that's that rap world <laughs> <laughs> i think i think I, I don't know i feel kind of two ways about that like i don't think that you know talking about your ex relationships are um i don't know you you you're bringing that energy into the new relationship but i do feel that on dates that's what comes up people start to ask like well how long have you been single and who you know who were you dating last especially if you've got like common friends and all that stuff so would you say that they should avoid talking about that or they should there is a balance there is a balance i i had this like habit one time where i would take myself out on like friday nights or saturday nights by myself and it was horrible because I'd always be squished in between like dates and um, and listening to these conversations. It was the reason why I stopped doing that. <laughs> it would be it would just be it would sound so toxic. Now, if you talk about you have to understand how you talk about things. And I think sometimes it's trial and error because there's been times where I said something for the first time out loud and I realized, you know what? 
Next time I'm going to put that different or I'm not going to say as much or it made me feel uncomfortable that I even shared. So I get mm-hmm. that a lot of it is trial and error, but you have to understand who, like, who is your audience? Where are you? What exactly is this going to make you cry? Is this going to make the other person cry? Is it the right venue for this conversation? You know, um, and you have to evaluate all those things um, before you start going really, really deep, especially in the beginning. What, what I'm thinking while you're saying that is that requires a, a significant amount of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't really have. And a lot of people get into relationships so that way they're not self-aware. It, it's sad, but it's true. And um, what Sherelle was saying was, you know, if somebody asks you like, well, how long have you been in a relationship? Now, this is a different situation because this is a conversation. You're asking me questions about my past and things like that. And it's okay, I'll, I'll you know, inform, but some people will take that as an opening and just blah, diarrhea of the mouth <laughs> and it's, it becomes triggering and it's subconscious pains and hurts. And also what Lisa mentioned was not only just ex relationship stuff, even like childhood traumas, um, mm-hmm. things that are heavy, you know, family issues, um, all different kinds of emotional uh, baggage is, I think, what Lisa is, is saying, like, to, to, you know, not that you can't have those conversations, but it's got to be a balance, got to be a mutual thing. Maybe if you're, we're out, we're on our 10th date, this is an example, everyone, we're on our 10th date, three months in, and we're now sharing traumas together. Like, you know, when I was a kid, this, this, that, and the third happened. And then I come back and say, well, you know what? This and this, and don't feel bad about that because when I was this and this is that, you know what I mean? And there's a balance in that conversation. And then we both understand how to deal with one another. But when somebody comes off and they're like, I went through this and and I can't have that. So if you're going to do that, that's such a pressure on somebody. And it might make them feel like, well, damn, I might do that. (laughs) (laughs) well I know I know for me that there's I I don't not I I don't think there's always there's a place for talking about exes if it's um blame if you're saying what they did to you and and you're not sharing the lessons that you learned that's different the other thing too is I think that I almost don't want to tell people not to do it because as we go a little bit, you know, as we talk about this a little bit more and we talk about the things that you should do when you're on the date is that, you know, one of the things is observation. So if people have diarrhea of the mouth and they're, you know, talking about all this emotional trauma and stuff, that's actually an indication that they're not your ideal partner or that gives you a lot of clarity about where they are. So it allows you to make really good choices for yourself. Yes, we don't want people to come, you know, to a relationship just, you know, here's all the, here's all my dirt. <laughs> but you, you also, you, you know, you want to know where they are too. So it feels like there's not a, like a whole lot of steadfast rules because you might right away feel like a connection with someone and, and able to share in a way where you feel safe and the other person is receptive. It's just, it just seems like as a general rule right away, when you talk about things that you haven't healed from or things that make you cry, um, those things usually turn people off. And, and, and it's probably like an indication that you have to turn inward a little more to, to continue to heal before you can share. Because I realized for me, the way I share things now is a lot different than 
uh, right out of a relationship or oh, if I'm still missing that person or if I'm mad as hell at that person. So being clear on where you are really, um, really elevates the kind of conversations you can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. I, would I also... I also think that you need to get your mindset right when you start dating. So. Well, I mean, it's mindset right because what one of the things that, um, uh, or at least that's what I got out of the workshop that I was doing is that um, there are people that have beliefs that be- stop them from meeting their ideal partner because they start to believe that the pickings are slim and they're no, you know, they're no, there's nobody in their environment that they can match up with or, you know, um, it's just it's just impossible that, you know, that it's a fantasy that you really can't match with somebody that is more ideal for you. I believe that what you're saying is that stemmed from a limited belief system in the self. Like I, I'm, I'm limited on my pickings. I'm limited on what I'm worth. I'm limited on who I can find. Most people don't know that they don't believe that they're worthy and that they deserve, you know, certain ideal situations. Some people are not even aware that they're, they're in that state. They'll blame it on outside circumstances. It's my neighborhood. It's the state. It's this job. It's, you know, my family. It's a, a bunch of, you know. My mom used to always say something of like um, how it's like a matter of luck finding a good partner. And I'm like, and I just, I knew at a young age, like, what do you mean luck? Like, she's like, conformity with sorti. Like, how? It's, it's based on, it's just your level of luck. And I was like, I'm not living like that, you know? And so these kind of beliefs sometimes are really hard because there's so many layers to it. But as long as you don't, but until you start peeling those, those layers, you feel removed from the things that you really want. You know, I think any beliefs that we have that limit us from, from you know, living magnificently um, are things that we have to change. So if we go into dating, feeling like we're not worthy, feeling like the pickings are slim, that, you know, we'll luckily meet up with somebody um, or that everybody cheats or everybody's got some emotional issues, you know, they're not working on themselves, then that's who you're going to line up with. You're not going to line up with the people that you want. You know, Um, that makes me think. Um, I, I remember when at one point when I was dating, I had just dated like a series of really good people. So I thought I didn't have to like do any work. Like that's just what I attract. Right. And yeah. so then I had a rude awakening and found out, oh, no, every time like you have to do the work all over again. It's not I have a great history of dating, so it's always great. No, you could really end up in some problematic situations if you don't ground yourself again and just be just go into everything fresh. And I, I do think if you don't have clarity about where you're going, I mean, everything is about our vision and about where we're going. And if we're not clear about what we want from someone, because there are times when you may be dating where you're not looking for a relationship, you might be looking to have fun or you might be looking for that person that you can ideally be with. But maybe you're not ready just yet. But some people say, well, maybe you're not supposed to to date yet, but I think it's really important to be clear about what you want so that you can communicate that with, to someone else. That's key. You see, before I started um, dating, I took some time, this, you know, this go around and I was like, let me figure out certain things about me. And when I did that, it definitely put me in a better space to know what I wanted ideally. And then when the things that occurred that ideally didn't, you know, align with it. I was like, you know, I don't feel good about this. I will communicate that. Like, listen, this is what I'm looking for. And it, and, and in order for it to be an ideal situation, 
whether or not we're going to be in a commitment or not. Like, you know, you, it, it's important to know, like, it's, I, it's just that this doesn't work for me or this may not work for you or I might not be good for you. Doesn't necessarily mean that we should attack one another, fall out, melt down, because those things are not ideal. You know what I'm saying? And we sometimes, uh, like I like I was saying before, there's certain things that relationshiping and dating, we correlate with with like normally, like, oh, we're not seeing each other no more. It's a bad day. Like, is it really? How is it really bad that you're like realizing this doesn't work for me? Now I can move forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> So that's important and taking time to to get that, to know that uh, within yourself before you move on and connect with people, whether it's dating or relationshiping uh, or committing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that, I, you know, I've got a couple of different ways that I, I feel like I navigate it. I think as, as long as people are being honest with each other about their journey and where they're, they are. That's the only really responsibility you have because we can't control anybody. We're not doing anything to anyone. But if you let people know where you are, I think it's 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 what sucks is when people are lying um, or they, you know, they're trying to manipulate uh, people to get, you know, get an outcome that they want. But if you if you understand yourself and you're clear about what you want and you're observing habits, then you'll be able to de- to deduce what's right for you. So. No, that's so true. do you guys believe that there's an ideal mate out there for everyone? It, it, it depends where you are and how open you are and where you are at that time. Um, I believe that you can connect with an, another human and grow and move in a good direction. I don't see why it has to be one person at one time in your life or someone to come and save you or someone to give you, you know, this uh, whatever storybook um, perception of love we've seen. I think it can look different ways. And, um, and I'm excited about the world evolving in that way where you don't necessarily have to live together. You don't have to have kids. You don't have to be heterosexual. You don't have to, uh, be platonic. Like you get to design that now. And I think we're more open to that. And even when I see that on Tim, like, wow, the world's changed. (laughs) And I'm like, wow. You know? So I think it's now just being, we go back to the clarity, like without shaming yourself, what do you want? Um, we definitely are in that time where it's like, it doesn't have to be one person. Um, I believe that we do get ideal people for the the places we are in at those times. I, I look at it more of the sense of, even though I was in toxic relationships in the past, I'm pretty sure that was ideal for that moment for me to learn and grow in my, as my future self and to attract the other ideal levels of what, you know what I mean? At some point, somewhere, maybe it'd be ideal for me to be like, all right, this is it. And maybe it won't, <laughs> you know? So I believe we we do meet ideal people for where we are when we're there. It's just a matter of perception and how well we know ourselves and then where we're going. Right. And what, what would you say that you guys would do different this time around? I know you guys are both in relationships. So what would you do this time around that maybe you didn't do in the past? Lisa, you want to go first? Or? <laughs> sure. I know the biggest thing for me is I, my response to um, disappointment was usually um, way too big for the situation than what the situation would call for. So because someone was wrong, I felt very justified in now, you know, now the day's over. Now we have to both suffer. Now it has to be a big fight. And now I have all these people telling me I'm doing the right thing and that I need to punish him. And like, now I'm like, I'm like, Hey, let's talk about it. 
It'll be sometimes, you know, like little things that are like, you know, kind of annoying. I've learned to let that go. Um, and bef- when before that, a, a little thing that would annoy me would ruin a whole day. So for me, that's been the biggest thing. And I, and I think as long as for me, as long as my partner is willing to work on things with me, I don't see how our relationship would end. You know, I, I love that. Uh, I think I've learned the same thing. It used to blow up a lot. Um, feel like I, you need to suffer <laughs> for how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I, I definitely now what I do differently is um, I talk, I communicate a lot. I definitely am a forgiver and a forgetter. I don't give and then remind and keep punishing you and um, communication. And I don't judge as much. I used to be way more like you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Then uh, like, all right, whatever you, you know, you're not, you know, you're in this space. I'm in this space. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Everything is figure outable. Um, That's, that's a good space to be in. And when a person is not capable of that, I don't force myself into it. I used to do that. I used to force myself into situations like, no, it needs to be this way. And now it's just like, all right, cool. You're incapable or you're, you, you don't desire it. That's just because we're not for one another and that's okay. Doesn't mean that, you know, you're not a great person. I'm not a great person. You know, like, like Lisa said, the day doesn't have to be over. Um, It just means that this is not ideal for one another and that's okay. And and I'm, I'm cool with it, you know, and to process. And I I agree with both of you. I think, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's not so much about somebody being exactly like me to find that ideal person. It's somebody I can, I can have this kind of teamwork dance, whatever it is that we can, they're willing to do it with me because what happens, like you guys are saying, if you're not self-aware, you're not accountable, you know, for yourself and you're reactive all the time and they're reactive all the time, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. But if you've changed yourself, now you've got, you're, you're attracting somebody different or at least you're observant when they're not, you know, when they're not uh, willing to do this work. So if you've got two people that are willing to listen to each other, to hear, you know, hear you out, what do you need? Here's what I need. I may not be able to do everything that you want, but I can meet you halfway somewhere. I think that's an ideal situation. So you got to be looking for more of a person that is willing to do that with you. Yeah. Not somebody who's not going to make mistakes because we're all going to make mistakes. All day, all day. possible. <laughs> you know what I, I had? I was thinking about this before. I was like, sometimes we mistake drama for progress. We mm. think, oh, now I have this big fight. Now I'm better at relationships, or I've had this problem, that, and that, and that. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I've had these experiences, so now it's going to be better. Um, I think progress with relationships really has a lot to do with um, deciding, you know, what kind of person you're going to be, how, what kind of person you're going to show up as. And mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, moving on from there, because it, would, it was easy to be like, okay, I'm not doing that crazy thing anymore, but I'll do something a little less crazy if I'm provoked. Under the right situation, this could still happen. I'm past that. But I think there's a, you know, but it, and, and I felt like, oh, look how much I've grown. I was still the same person. I just knew I was going to lay on the street. I'd lay on the sidewalk. 
That comes up a lot for me still, too. Um, what you just said is so you have such great points today, Lise, because I'm telling you, it's like the same thing. It does. It comes up in different forms, a little less and less and less. But that's the that's breaking patterns. You know, that's us doing the inner work on self, too. So the thing. So I want to give people some tips. Right. So if somebody who's single. Right. And they're looking for, you know, they maybe they had the, the last relationship didn't work out. They're in there like, mm, I got to go get start dating again. You know, what would be some of the tips that we give them? So you said we're going to get clear about what we want. Right. Uh, we got to get our mindset right to let go of any limited beliefs. Um, get to know yourself. Well, what are some other things that you guys have done uh, differently this time? Oh, I have a good one. I never. Again, this has been like I've I've had a reason. I feel like I've had a reasonably good track record with dating for this one thing. I only choose to be in relationships with people who are like so excited and crazy about me. If they're like half interested or like you know looking at me, but kind of open to other people, I don't even move forward. And that has like that's helped my ego. Like that's kept me out of a lot of problems. And sometimes, you know, and, and I've had like I've had people tell me, oh, wow, like this is just like he's just wonderful, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe, you know, that person wasn't aesthetically what, you know, they would have chosen. But here I am having like the best relationship time after time with people who I'm choosing based a lot on their character. Obviously, you have, I'm not telling anyone to like be with someone they're not attracted to, but I'm saying be very aware. And I would say put it at the top of your list someone who's ecstatic about who you are, thinks you're imperfect, you're nuts about your imperfection. What do you mean? I love that about you, you know? And I know that about me too. Like things, uh, most of the people I've dated, the things they were most insecure about, I've loved, you know? Like my boyfriend doesn't like his nose. I kiss his nose every day. I tell him his nose is my favorite nose in the whole world, you know? And I feel like, <laughs> like that helps, like the person, help, like, you know what I'm saying? that that's important not somebody oh well you know I guess you're good but you know your friend is this or what like that would make me nuts mm, love that yeah that that's so cute um it's funny you mentioned the nose thing we'll talk after but um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um no I hear you 100% one of the things that um I would do when it came down to uh getting single and then before I reapproach dating was I do a pros and cons list this has always helped me. This would always, I know it sounds corny, but it's so useful. I'd write all the pros of the last situation and all the cons about them and about who I became when I was with them. And then it's like black and white. It's right there in front of you. If the list is for the cons like this and the list for the pros are like this, you already know like, all right, so these are things that matter to me. I don't want to feel this way in my next situation. So now you get to see it's a visual of, what you don't want. So when they, when they show up as you're dating before you think you allow things to start blossoming, you, you know, like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll put this down. Then I'm not, I'm not going to see this person. You give yourself like a real, like an inventory. You take an, uh, an assessment of how you felt, the things you didn't like about yourself, the things you didn't like about them, qualities and characteristics that you're not willing to put up with, whether that be something physical, sexual, emotional, mental, spiritual, because it, it can be anything. It comes in so many different forms. So a pros and a cons list. I would, I would do that even in my relationships. I, I talk about something similar, but I talk about uh, observed habits. So when you're on a date, because I think 
you know, some of this stuff, we're already like in a relationship, but if you're just like getting to know people and so you're going out on dates and you're not sure who's, you know, who's for you and who's not, you know, one of the things I, I suggested is that you observe habits and you make a note to sell, right? So you don't correct any habits. You don't judge any habits. So people are coming in, you know, uh, ghetto or they dress a certain way that you just like, mm, I don't like it. Or they're, you know, diarrhea of the mouth or whatever it is that you don't correct them. You don't tell them to be quiet. I mean, unless it's like, you know, whatever, but you don't correct them, but you make these mental notes to sell. Like, could I deal with this long term? Or, you know, maybe, maybe you're somebody who like you, you know, Lisa was mentioning, I want somebody who like, you know, just love, love, loves me. And they're like on their phone the entire time and not paying attention you don't say, can you put your phone down? You know, it's really like notes to self. Like we're in a new, we're just getting to know each other. Everybody's putting their best foot forward. And if you sitting on your phone while I'm in front of you, like I need to make a mental note. I don't need to make them change. I don't need to make them stop, but I need to go like, yeah, I pro- this is probably not the one for me. Would you guys agree? Yes, because when you try to correct that, that behavior, you spend your whole relationship trying to correct that behavior that you saw from the beginning, you know? So I think it's important to say, yeah, see, you know, well, do I want to live like, is this something, you know, and there are some things that people can change, right? But there are so few of them. They're not the big things. The things that can change is maybe they wore socks with holes. Now they don't. It's not those, that person's a liar. Now they're not. That person hits me. Now they won't. It's usually not those things. I would agree. <laughs> you know, back to go with what Lisa said about people being crazy about you and, and you know, knowing like that's important. Um, I had I had spoke about this before being celebrated. Like I refuse to be tolerated. Like mm. you're not date me wait, wait, wait. You need to say that again. You need to say that again. Like you're, you're, you need to you need to look for people who are celebrating. You know, she put it as in like, oh, they're crazy about me. Right. But some people sometimes are afraid to even display that, but you need to check for that because it's about being celebrated and not just tolerated. We sometimes, yeah, me too. And and it's important. It changed my life. It changed my friendships, my family ships, all all my ships have sailed. (laughs) (laughs) You need to celebrate me, not only because I feel I want to be celebrated because that sounds and seems selfish. It's because I want to celebrate you. And Mm -hmm. if you're excited about me, I'm going to be excited about seeing you. I want to get excited when my girlfriends or my boyfriends or or my friends are calling me or people in my life, period, are saying like, hey, you want to go do something? I want to get excited. I want to put my best little outfit on. I want to be excited about the conversations we're going to have, about the nights we're going to spend or whatever time we're sharing with one another. I want to be celebrating them and I want to be able to, you know, get in that energy. I don't want to feel like, oh my goodness, is it, you know what I mean? Like, do I have to limit myself um, because they don't celebrate me? So th- so what Lisa was saying was be careful that you're not spending energy and time with people who are just tolerating you. That's a key. You deserve to be celebrated because you should also want to celebrate people. Really quick, just another one. Like parents do this too with children. Like, you know, when you have a baby, you're like, oh, baby shower, uh, gender reveal, um, paint the nursery, uh, whatever, your godmother picking. It's a celebration. By the time the kid is four, you're like, yo, shit your butt down in the corner. It's like a total disregard for the, the excitement. 
And, and we forget that. And, and that changes the courses of relationship. So being celebrated constantly is super important. Yeah, I love that so much. I love that you guys both shared that. So I want to clarify just so that, you know, because I'm trying to think of how other people would take this. Um, you guys are not saying you need to be served all the time and that you've got to be the center of attention all the time. You're just saying, I want to make sure that when they show up, that energy is festive, that I'm important to them, that I feel valued and I feel like I'm, I'm, an, I'm interesting, not just one of 10 or one of many. Is that what you guys are saying? Yes. Yeah. I'm saying that and the things that that are great about me are the things that my partner sees. Do you, you know, if I have a great sense of humor, I want him to like my sense of humor. If I am um, if, if I have, you know what I'm saying? Like what what are things in my personality or my appearance or um, my lifestyle? I want those things to be a match to, to things that that person likes as opposed to, oh, I don't I don't really get you. I don't get you, but I like this part of that part. No, it, that's what I mean by by the celebration. So it's just, oh, I like that joke. Oh, I like the, I like that outfit. Oh, I like the way that you do this or that. Those things are important. Mm-hmm. I love that. I definitely agree with that as well. It's important to um, take the things like she was saying. Uh, he doesn't like his nose, and she celebrates it every day. Um, it's okay. It, it's a good thing. Like, I want you to know that I'm celebrating you because I in turn need that celebration for self. And I think, you know, what you, you both were just saying about, you know, if there's parts of yourself that, you know, parts of themselves that they don't love, that we nurture those parts that we, you know, we don't, don't feel that way. Why do you feel that way? You know, don't do right. that. Just nurture it. And, and right. I think that's the part that we don't do. We tell people not to feel away. People are going to feel away. Let them feel away but you help them nurture that part of themselves that they're struggling to love. And I think that's the part that we, you know, we want to force people into something else. Like, you know, there's parts of my body, you know, I'm still trying to love, you know? So if somebody was like, why, you know, why do you feel that way about, because I do, but just help me nurture myself you know, and, and, and nurture it with me. Don't try to get me out of my feelings about it. My joyful friends. That's our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this episode with someone you think would get some value out of it. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Bye-bye now.